25 years of Jaguars football. Manning looks. He's hit his sack. The ball is out. Chris Clemens fell on it. And the Jags are going to beat the New York Giants. It is Wednesday, December 4th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now a guy who'll answer to Harry, Larry, Terry, Murray, or Barry, Jerry Perry Shadrick. That's not accurate, but we'll go with it. Welcome in Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier. It's Wednesday of Chargers Week. Week 14, the Jags and the Chargers coming up. 4.05 kickoff time at TIAA Bank Field this Sunday. The Jags at 4-8. The Chargers at 4-8. Here's what we're getting to on the program today. We'll have a preview of that NFL football game coming up Sunday, the Chargers and the Jaguars. We'll pick our players to watch in this game. We'll have the uniform unveiling. What will the Jaguars wear this Sunday? We'll hear from Jimmy Luck, the head equipment manager here in studio and our regular co-host, Chris Conley, Jaguars wide receiver, joins us in studio as always. And he'll have a special surprise guest from the locker room, as he always does. Last week, he brought Calais Campbell. Uh, this who, this week, who knows who it's going to be. Hi, John. What's up? I have no idea. How you doing? Oh, I'm great, JP. Yeah? Yeah. Wednesday yeah. of Chargers week, you get the new week started. You try to get the bad taste out of your mouth and, and try to move forward here. But the the reality setting in, it, at least is the feeling around here, that if it hasn't set in already, four <laughs> games to go. Uh, yeah. Playoff race is out of the out of the question right now. Really, you have to have a lot of help and do everything. And there's a quarterback change, and there's uh, reports about the future, the coaching staff. It is it is not a good feeling. Well, no, and and unfortunately, I'm sure people watching this are thinking, well, it's not a good feeling, but it's a it's a familiar one. And you know, over the last seven or eight years, they've had this feeling too much. Uh, that's why your having such a you know talk about all the outside stuff and that's why it feels so uh, dismal is because it's a yet again situation um I don't know what's going to happen after the season I, I don't think anybody does except for Shad Khan and that is sort of the everything you say about the team right now is shrouded in that if that's you will right. that's that's coloring everything it's on everybody's mind who really thinks about this and that's only human nature uh, outside the locker room. I'm sure inside the locker room there's probably some thought about that. Avery Jones talked about it a little bit today. Um, but from a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, what they have to do and what we're covering standpoint, and Gardner Minshew said it best, you know, he, he was asked today in his press conference, what do you want to do with the last four games of the season? All, mm-hmm. And he said, all I can really worry about is beating San Diego. I mean, uh, beating uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a cliche. It's what you'd expect him to say. But it's also the reality that they operate in. So that's what we'll talk about, and we'll, we'll cover a game Sunday. And uh, as Doug has said often, you know, mm-hmm. at some point when you're around this, even if there's other stuff going on, you just want to win because it just feels so much better than the alternative. And mm-hmm. you just want to get the taste out of your mouth. And, uh, you know, when you're walking around here, even at five and eight, after a win, it just, it, it's just better. It's like old, it's like old Nuke Lelouch said, you it, know, winning, it's like better than better losing. Better than losing, yeah. Um, yeah, five and eight is better than four and nine. Ebby last Calvin. I, last I checked. Ebby Calvin. That's correct. Nuke uh, Doug Marone spoke today yep. with the Jaguars media, of course, was asked about 
the motivation for him and for the football team with four games remaining? You know, the players have, have been fighting, um, focused, practicing well. We just got to figure out a way to win games and get a good taste back in your mouth. You know, it's such a bad taste, you know, when things are going the way they are right now that, you know, you can't control what's going to happen afterwards. Uh, but, you know, you can control everything while you're here. So, you know, I'm trying to make sure that, you know, we have a clear vision of what we have to do. We have a, a, a clear goal and what we want to accomplish and be able to stand up and motivate and lead the, the coaches in this team every day. He wasn't asked specifically about that report of his future that, that came out earlier in the week, but he kind of addressed it there sure. when uh, you don't know what's going to happen. You can only control the now. Well, and he may not have even known about a specific report, but he's been around long enough. If you if If you know anything from being around Doug, it's that he absolutely has – a precise idea of how this league works. He's not a he's not a guy who came into this job from college who was naive about the NFL. He knows that if you're out of the playoff chase in the NFL, unless you're, you know, Bill Belichick or maybe Pete Carroll at this time, you're guys who have been there forever, won Super Bowls for their teams. If you're out of the playoff chase and there's a month to go in the season, uh, you don't have to go on Twitter to know what's on Twitter. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense, and I and you have to watch the NFL Network. You know there's going to be people with reports about your job, so he gets that as well as any coach I've ever been around, and he deals with it. I I I believe him more than I believed a lot of coaches I've been around when they say, I just don't read it, don't listen to it. I I don't think Doug thinks about it very much. I, I am I am sure that when he does think about it. He probably thinks more about his assistants and about how that's affecting everybody, because you know, as a head coach, he's he's been doing uh, seven or eight years. He gets it. He's in a situation where you know, if he's not here next year financially, he's fine. All that stuff. Assistants, you know, it's a different story for people under Doug. So that's who he's concerned about more than anything. The big picture, he knows. Um, but I just kind of kept thinking all day today, JP. Mm-hmm, um, listen to Doug, listen to Gardner. It's stuff you say at four and eight. They're all the quotes that we've heard around here before. There's stuff you have to say. It's fine. But there's not a whole lot of insight to be had right now. The coach is not going to mention all the reports going on. The uh, front office isn't going to talk about things that are going on. You're playing out this season, hoping to win as many games as you can for the players and wondering what's going to happen next. That's 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 it. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I I wish I had that's right better insight, and I wish I wasn't more experienced with it. But, but or we, I wish I wasn't as experienced we've, with it. We've seen this a time or two, let's say. <laughs> you think? Yes. Uh, but let's do talk a little ball this week. One of the, the prevailing issues from last week's game were the penalties. 16 penalties against this Jags team, the second most in a single game in franchise history. And uh, you see now for the season there what the – the offensive line penalties have been. And the, the question was more about Jawan Taylor's season. With the penalties he's had, there has been some good with Jawan Taylor as well. But Doug Marone, moving forward on that answer, uh, made it for the entire team as well. You know, in order to be successful, you know, you can't – in anything you do, you, you, you can't make the same mistake twice, you know, and that's the one thing. And – you know, I told him before, I said, whether it be like the holding penalties or whatever, and I, and I went through a couple of things with the team, and I said, in anything in life, you just got to learn from it, and you've got you've to go. I, I see, I've seen us 
learn and then go backwards learn and then go backwards you know and it's it's one thing um you know after another and that's the same with us as coaches and you know that's 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 my job that's where that's where i haven't done a good job where i you know it's my job to make sure that we're we're a hell of a lot more consistent than we've been and we haven't so uh, there's doug marone discussing the the penalties uh, mm-hmm. mainly and and some of the mistakes that, that keep happening week over week over week yeah and uh at some point you just got to stop doing them that's the, yeah, really and, the answer i looked it up today and i think there's been eight games with nine or more penalties out of 12 uh Bad. Yeah, Marone would argue. I mean, he had said that you know the analytics would say that that doesn't you know a lot of times winning and losing the penalties, but when you have sixteen right. penalties, that that's going to help you lose. Yeah, the game. And, and Doug, I, I've heard him talk about analytics quite a bit. He believes in a lot of things with analytics. I I know the one conflict that he's talked about having with it is is this idea that penalties don't hurt. If you, if if you go purely analytics, uh, penalties don't necessarily dictate wins or losses by percentages and Doug I I think Doug's probably correct on this one of you know it may not say in the stat sheet that it's that it's hurting you but it it just has to it just hurts you when you're giving away yards 125 yards yeah and that's uh you know when you think about it in the course of your average a, a good offense in this league gets what 425 yards in a game, 400 yards in a game, pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, 125 is a quarter of that, so you're you're uh, giving away a quarter of your work that day. You know, that, that's – they hurt. Uh, holding penalties particularly hurt. I'm sure there's analytics to support this, but a holding penalty in a drive just kills it. Maybe a false start doesn't. Right. Maybe a defensive hold is less – damaging than an offensive hold because you can come back from an offense but offensive hold you're you're 10 yards back yeah here you go first and 20 yeah so anyway obviously 16's uh too many and it's a huge problem i don't know realistically it's going to get fixed because we've been talking about it for you know really 13 weeks yeah even more than that it's been an issue for this team during this regime and it's a tough thing to get past Big story of the day, the quarterback, Gardner Minshew II, discussing things with the media today for the first time in a few weeks. Back at the helm today and back under center this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. And he said he learned some things when he was out the last few weeks. A lot of times when you're playing, you got a million different things that you're having to focus in on, uh, and you kind of lose some of the bigger stuff. Uh, or I guess I should say some of the smaller stuff sometimes. Um, but when, you, when you're out of that role, you can kind of step back and see the little details and um, it was a really good experience for me. Being able to being able to watch Nick and see how he does it is a great opportunity to learn. And like I said, be able to step back and see it kind of from a different perspective. Found it interesting, John, that they they changed some of the practice schedule to give him some actual oh, yeah. reps, which is that rarely, if ever, happens for a backup. Yeah. And by the way, did you see the picture we had of of him from when he got here a while ago? Has he just decided never to groom again? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatever works. The man. hair, the the mustache, it, it's it's fantastic. I can't get away with it, but uh, more power to him. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that they gave him the reps. Um, Doug talked about that today in in his presser and said basically, I think uh, correctly, his belief was a lot of times teams do a disservice to younger quarterbacks because if you don't give them some reps during the season, I think some people don't realize how NFL practices work during the regular season. It's all about 
getting your first team offense and the players who will play ready for what the opposing team will do that week. And that often dictates that the backup quarterback is a scout team guy, which means they never work within the offense, never work with other starters. Doug, I think, probably based on some of what happened during the preseason uh, with preparation and how Gardner looked with backups, remember? Uh, I think he wanted to make sure Gardner stayed ready, Mm -hmm. uh, that he had a chance to develop. And it's unusual. It's not particularly surprising considering uh, the situation, how well Gardner had played. So I'm sure Gardner benefited from it. I think more than anything, what you're going to see from Gardner, um, probably not anything tangible, but just stuff that – and he talked a little bit about it today. When you are – in a situation for the first time, even as mentally advanced as Gardner is, I can't imagine how fast things must have felt like they were moving for him. And not just during the game, but everything. I'm sure when he looks back at those eight weeks he started, he probably can't even remember some of the days because it's just coming at you so fast. You're trying to you know, keep breathing and figure out what you need to do at 2 o'clock on a Thursday. Well, I'm sure the two weeks – out he had a chance to kind of look around and say oh, okay that's what uh flip was saying about that play that time okay i get it you know we've all had that mm-hmm. after a show you know hey yeah. i shouldn't have said this i should have i should have gone this direction well i'm sure he had any number of situations like that and even during a game where he saw nicks do something and said okay i see what uh you know warhop the offensive line coach was telling me about that read on that play i get it now Will we ever know exactly what he learned? Probably not, because he won't go every detail. But I'm sure there's stuff like that that he'll benefit from where he'll just be more calm and more ready for a situation. Tangibly, what will that be? I don't know. But I expect him to be better than he was in his first eight games. Let's flip it to defense quickly here. Miles Jack uh, out again today. So that's – who knows, moving ahead, how this week's going to go. But he did not play in last right. week's game. Donald Payne, of course, made the start at middle linebacker. That was a big story with 13 tackles last week. They're facing Phillip Rivers this week, a guy who's ripped his franchise to shreds really over the years, 6-2 and two record against the Jaguars all time. So we'll see if Miles can get back. What's your, what's yeah. your gut here? On well, that? my gut, and I've not had a chance to talk to anybody about this, but he went limited Friday, and Doug's tone was – that that was better than he thought and maybe there'd be a chance. So not particularly surprising or overly – I mean, it'd be better if he was practicing today, Mm -hmm. but not a huge surprise with the knee that – and my understanding, by the way, to to clarify, is this is not the the, uh, degenerative issue from – I've had some questions about that. Is this the same thing? My understanding is it's not that. Um, That this is – you know, NFL players have knee stuff during the season – relative routine that comes and goes. So I think it's more that. But not surprising that he wouldn't go today. If last Friday was a situation where he was getting close and just needed a couple more days rest with him, why not rest him a couple more days and get it off there and see how it is Friday? I don't think he's going to, at this stage of the season, learn that much, benefit that much from practice, probably more benefit from the rest. All right, let's come back. We'll get our players to watch oh a little more on the Los Angeles Chargers as well, who've lost a lot of close games this year. A little later, Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager, joins us for the uniform unveiling. What will the Jaguars wear this Sunday against the Chargers here at TIAA Bank Field? 
We'll find out coming up in a little bit. And wide receiver Chris Conley joins us, our regular co-host on Wednesdays. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Workers' compensation and auto injury claims can be a hassle. Getting your prescriptions shouldn't be. At Smart Workers Pharmacy, they provide free home delivery of prescriptions with no upfront cost or hassle for the patient. They work with insurance companies and attorneys to handle the paperwork so you can focus on what's most important, getting better. If you're injured on the job or in an auto accident, ask your prescriber to send your prescriptions to Smart Workers Pharmacy. Visit smartworkerspharmacy.com to learn more. The official pharmacy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, the Chargers-Jaguars game this Sunday, presented by Universal Orlando Resort. 4.05 kickoff time. The Los Angeles Chargers at 4-8. and eight. The Jacksonville Jaguars at 4-8. and eight. Phillip Rivers is still playing. I mean, this guy has been at it for a long, long time. 17 years now in the league. And his numbers this year, well, the interception numbers have spiked over the last three weeks or so. He had, uh, I think, um, seven interceptions in a two-week span right yeah. before the bye week a couple weeks ago. Well, so that, that got people up in arms a little bit in L.A. It did, but, uh, well, I'm sure we got people up in well, arms in L.A. Wherever the Chargers fans are. Wherever the Chargers fans are. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting that – all three of the 2004 quarterbacks sort of reaching that point in their careers where you wonder how much longer they play, meaning Eli, uh, Ben, and Rivers. Rivers is the only one really uh, playing, and he's had the run of interceptions, which worries you a little bit. I like Philip Rivers. I like watching him play, mm-hmm. so I hate to see a situation where his career might be coming to an end. The other side of it with him, though, is – He's a gunslinger who is not going to play in such a way to protect his stats. Meaning, there are some quarterbacks who, you know, 
rather than just throw it up for grabs in a situation, are going to be are, are going to be smart to avoid the interception. Rivers is at the point of his career. If he has three sacks in a game, and he's trying to throw him back into the game on the last series, he's, he doesn't care about the fourth one. You know, he, that's right. He's not worried about his numbers in that sense. So I'm sure some of those interceptions came at the end of games where he's already throwing a few, and it's like, look, I'm just I'm just trying to get this team back in it somehow. If I risk an interception, great. Also, with a guy like this, who's as smart as he is, don't think that he can't throw up 354 touchdowns and uh, you know, no interceptions. We've in seen that movie. In a heartbeat. So, yeah, I don't think he's as consistent as he used to be. He's gettable. My, uh, my concern with this defense playing Phillip Rivers is can they stop Gordon and Ekelar enough to get Phillip into situations where he's off balance throwing – Remember the huge interception that they had out here two years ago, Boy's interception, mm-hmm. came when they had the Chargers under pressure. They were backed up against their own goal line. Rivers was trying to make a play. Boye made the play. It was a it was a situation where the Chargers sort of had to throw. Yeah, that's right. So that's where you get him in trouble. This Jaguars defense hasn't been very good at putting offenses into that situation. So that's where you you think, well, maybe Rivers is struggling. Is this defense good, good, right enough, good enough right now to make him continually struggling? I don't know. Wasn't that the play where Boye nearly took it to the house and Phillip tackled him like right at the goal line and got whacked in the head with yeah. his knee or something? That's yeah. right, a couple years ago. Yeah, it, it, and it was one where Boye sort of came off of another defender and uh, Rivers really made play. the right read yeah. and Boye made a play above the X's and O's. It's the kind of play that you make when you're going well. That's that's right, and, and the only two times that the Jaguars have beaten Philip Rivers were the last two Jaguars playoff teams. Think about that: oh seven and twenty seventeen. Yeah, need to break that trend. <laughs> yeah, this team's not going to the playoffs, but it would be good to beat Rivers. So it's uh, you know, it, it uh, he's so savvy that you can't count on him being what he was. Two weeks ago and three weeks ago. You have to assume he's going to play well because he's smart enough to do it even if the arm's not there. All right, let's get our players to watch for the Jaguars this week. And I'll start off this week since you started off the last two weeks. Have I? Yes. Okay. We're keeping score here. I'm going first today. And I'm going Jawan Taylor, Jaguars right tackle. Uh, Doug Marone discussed him today in the press conference and was asked about his penalties this year, but there are some good things. And – uh, Marone said, hey, really, the next four weeks will be a good barometer of where this guy's going to go. Uh, the, they still are very confident in him, and they like what he's done this year for the most part at right tackle, but the penalty thing's got to go away at some point. A team high 13 against Jawan Taylor, the rookie right tackle from Florida. I expect him to play well over the last uh, quarter of the season. I talked to him briefly today. Um I like him. It seems like he cares about being good. It seems like he's focused on the right things. Uh, Yes, he's struggling with penalties, but everything about him, when you combine the physical makeup, which nobody would doubt that he has, with he he maybe reminds me a little of DJ Chark last year. He's playing more than DJ, so maybe it's not a great comparison, but all you ever heard about DJ Chark was how hard he was working, how Mm -hmm. focused he was. And when you combine that with uh, skill, which they both have, it's very rare for a guy who knows how to work, who also has a physical ability, 
not to eventually turn that into something. And that's what Jawan Taylor feels like. I get these committing too many penalties. Um, I just can't believe that's going to continue. And he seems like the kind of kid who will grasp that, hey, I've got, I've got four more games with this. I can either feel really good about myself after the season or I can feel really lousy about myself after the season. Um, he seems like the kind who will work and have a better last four games. Plus, he had a really bad game last week That's right. for him. But except for the penalties, and you, you want to say that because penalties count, except for the penalty, he had played really well. He probably had his worst game last week. There's no real statistical evidence throughout the course of the season that he's going to continue to play as poorly as he did against Tampa. That feels like the outlier to me with uh, Juwan Taylor. My other uh, players, uh, plural, to watch this week, a position group, the linebackers. And you say, well, yeah, of course, right? Well, here are the linebackers on the current roster. Miles Jack, who knows his status for this week. He did not practice today. He missed last week's game. We haven't seen Jake Ryan on defense yet. He was just activated last week. Leon Jacobs has 20 tackles this year. Donald Payne started last week and had 13 tackles. That's um, more tackles than he had defensive snaps in his career going into that game. Quincy Williams, we know he's the rookie this year, uh, third rounder. And then Austin Calitro's had time at middle linebacker uh, when needed, but only six tackles this year and a guy who's played a lot of special teams. That's your linebacker group. So if Miles is down, if for, for some reason Donald Payne – you know, is not playing well or whatever happens. Calitro's in there. That's the linebacker group right now for this team. Yeah, and I, you know, it's not news that we would like to see Jake Ryan play. Jake Ryan's interesting because obviously this season I haven't talked to him very much, but I'm sure he would even say it's, it's been a complete wash. Very disappointing that he had many able to be back. But he he was a good player for Green Bay. So, is this a guy that when you start talking about, okay, what are they going to do next year? Where are they? How strong are they? Boy, they're miserable at linebacker. Uh, maybe over the last four games, Jake Ryan can show that you need one less thing than you thought you need, meaning if he plays well, then maybe you have some options at linebacker you didn't know you had. He, he was signed to do that this year, hadn't been able to. Maybe that's a storyline you can look for. Uh overall uh, tough year for that bunch okay I've got uh, Juwan Taylor and the linebacking core John who you got today well, I'm gonna be quick because Jimmy Luck just walked in and you know he waits for no man uh, I'll go with Josh Allen first uh, if they can get the run stopped this is a game where Allen can make a difference because you're trying to pressure Philip Rivers into mistakes and he's been their most consistent pass rusher he's gotten home even when he hasn't gotten home, he's gotten pressure. So uh, I would expect him. We talked about Jawan Taylor earlier. I would really expect that kind of attitude out of, out of Josh Allen of, you know what, I want to finish my rookie season strong. He cares about it. Uh, from from listening, from watching him in the locker room, I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, he doesn't seem like he's hit any sort of wall in terms of uh, personality. He doesn't look like he's dragging. Probably on the field he would tell you he is. All, all rookies do. But he's still the same guy in the locker room. Still looks like he's up. Still looks, like, still looks like he's into it. I think this kid's a special kid, and I think he'll finish strong. All right, Josh Allen on defense. How about offense, John? Oh, I'm going to go D.D. Westbrook as a whole with the wide receivers. I think I went, I think I went wide receivers as a whole last week. Uh, they need to make more of an impact than they had the last two or three games. Some of it has been because uh, the quarterback play for a couple weeks wasn't exactly helping them. They weren't helping each other. Uh, D.D. Westbrook is a guy who 
seems to respond when Minshew's in the game a little bit, seemed to last week, can make plays. Logically, he would be the guy who makes plays off scramble mode because D.D. continues to work hard, get open in the middle of the field. Somewhere along the line, skill players on this team have to start making plays above the X's and O's. You need something right now to dazzle you. Didi's a guy who historically has been able to do that. So let's watch Didi. All right, Didi. Let's Westbrook. get Jimmy on. Let's get Jimmy yeah, Luck. Let's on do stage. it. Uh, let's do All it. Yeah, uh, uh, you've got Didi Westbrook and, and Josh Allen. I've got uh, Juwan Taylor and the linebackers. Uh, we're back in a moment. Jimmy Luck in the studio, head equipment manager. Will unveil the uniforms. What will the Jaguars wear this week? Hey, coming up at Daly's place, meet and grease with Danny and Sandy. That's John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, December fifteenth. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, New Year's Day. And then Kane Brown just announced two shows at Daly's Place, one on March 28th, one on May 16th, a few shows in between there as well. Tickets at dailiesplace.com. This Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Take home a delicious game day win with free delivery from Mellow Mushroom, powered by DoorDash. Their signature stone-baked pizzas, sandwiches, and mellow munchies are the perfect play to score big with your family and friends. Order online at order.mellowmushroom.com and don't forget to follow on Facebook where the Roar of the Jaguars will make a special delivery to one lucky fan during every away game. Place your order today and get the taste that's deliciously Duval. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be tied. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osher, and this music each Wednesday means it's time for Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, oh, your mic's not on yet. Stand it's by. Not on. There on. it is. You there, Joe? All right. Jimmy's, Jimmy's getting nobody's upset. Listen, nobody's listening to me anyway. He's getting upset. <laughs> What's going? I don't talk about myself in the third person. <laughs> What's up, man? Not How are we doing? It is kind of your MO. You're kind of that guy. Talk about what, the guy that could be? Well, yeah. I could be on Seinfeld. I don't know if I could <laughs> be the guy that talks about myself in third person. <laughs> so um, here we are. It's four weeks to go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's that it's the it's the tough time of year to be quite honest with you and that is just how it is in the in that locker room today it's just a little you know it's four games left the playoffs are kind of out of the picture it's a how's the feel like back behind the scenes there and the equipment side of things players are coming mm-hmm. through um i'm sure you've been through seasons like this before you know yeah unfortunately we have um you know a lot of the guys that are upbeat guys always are still upbeat um you know there's nobody's down um you know, we, we are a younger team, and so it feels like a lot of the young guys feel like, hey, this is a chance for me to put something on tape. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't felt anything back there. You know, I mean, for us, we've we still got to do the same job whether we're winning or losing. Um, obviously, it makes it funner when we're winning, but um, you know, we still got our stuff we got to do. Um, you know, we're kind of starting our preparations for Oakland. Um, right. You know, we'll leave a day early for that. So, just a few little things, but. Uh, I haven't felt anything back there. Well, in your dealings with players, you know, when the media talks to them, which is when we see them a lot of times, it's very guarded. Mm-hmm. You guys know these guys year-round, and it's a very professional, and in a sense, with a lot of guys I know from experience, it's a very personal relationship. You get to know them, so there's a trust mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm sure they act very normal around you guys, no matter the situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the media, when fans see them, it's a much different environment. So no, there's no, definitely there's uh, guys will come back there sometimes when sometimes when the media is in there as a little escape. Sure, come out and hang out with us, see what's going on. Um, JB even comes down there sometimes, you know, fold some towels. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. That's Checks his it out. Yeah, more you can do, you know. That's right. Just in case this this part doesn't work out, maybe I'll have a something down Good the line. Plan. Good plan. <laughs> yeah, need something. Um, so uh, yeah, the the Oakland trip's coming up. That's an extra day on the road. What yep. does that do for you guys? Um. We'll just uh, we'll practice Friday. Friday will be a little hectic, so we'll practice and then pack everything up and then head out Friday afternoon. Um, so you know we'll leave some stuff dirty here washing. We'll have somebody back doing that, and then we'll ride out. You know, a couple hours, well, more than a couple hours, I guess, on the plane, yeah. like five or six maybe. Um, but you know, we'll get out there. Then we'll have walkthrough on Saturday, and then we'll go to the stadium and set up. So, but it's nice being at home this week, back to back. You know, it's kind of nice. Feel like you get an extra day in there. I had, I had forgotten about the length of that flight till you brought it up. Jimmy. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. All right, right. We'll talk more about that yeah. next week in the in the last game in the Coliseum yeah, and all that. You get one of those nice like layback seats, don't you? Though. Yeah, next, yeah, 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 next question. That's right. The senior writer <laughs> you, gets a senior. Trip. You have happened upon a topic, Jimmy. <laughs> but we'll move on. <laughs> Let's uh, get to the uniform unveiling quickly. What are the Jaguars, Jimmy, <laughs> going to wear this Sunday against right. the Chargers at home? We're going to go. Uh, they had. Jaguar Twitter, I mean, the uniform guy, he's all on me. So, we got black jerseys, obviously, at home. There's a yeah. leak in the equipment staff. No, he's, he's got it down, though. Okay. Chris Conley, he'll give you a little story about that here in a minute. We got okay. the black jerseys and then the uh, black pants. So, we'll go black see. on black. Black on black. When's the last time he did this? Uh, we did this in London. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. I wasn't there. So, I got Chris Conley. His... Uh, his bulldogs beat up on my jackets. Oh, Not beat right. up, they stomped them actually pretty good. Clean old fashioned hate, right? Yeah. That's so he uh, he got me. So I give him have to. Okay. You know, hey, tip of the hat to him. They got us. Was that there day. a bet? Uh, not really. I didn't was not super confident going in. <laughs> so, but it's a rebuilding year for the jackets. So it is. They're trying to get away from the uh, the, and they're in a the tough option spot. stuff. And, and then Georgia, you know, they're playing pretty well this year. I hate to say doing that. Okay. They're in yeah. trouble this week. We'll get. We got. You know, Chris is coming in next segment. And we'll we'll talk a little Georgia with him. So you can tell him injuries. I gave him a little tip of the hat, and I'll, I'll, we'll he was giving me a hard time on the way in from practice today too. I'm sure he was. 
I'm sure he was. There you go. Black on black for the Jags this Sunday, 4.05, the kickoff time at TIA Bank Field. Jimmy, thank you very much. Well yeah, done. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager with us. Chris Conley scheduled to join us, Jaguars wide receiver, and a special guest from the Jaguars locker room. That's Gardner Minshew in a snow globe. He'll be wearing that on Sunday. Hopefully it's not going to snow on Sunday. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Workers' compensation and auto injury claims can be a hassle. Getting your prescriptions shouldn't be. At Smart Workers Pharmacy, they provide free home delivery of prescriptions with no upfront cost or hassle for the patient. They work with insurance companies and attorneys to handle the paperwork so you can focus on what's most important, getting better. If you're injured on the job or in an auto accident, ask your prescriber to send your prescriptions to Smart Workers Pharmacy. Visit smartworkerspharmacy.com to learn more. The official pharmacy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier, the Jags and the Chargers coming up this Sunday at 4.05. And we've got our regular co-host joining us now in studio. They're making their way in after meetings. The, uh, the Jags wide receiver, Chris Conley, joining us now. And he's got a special guest with him today. We'll let uh, Chris introduce him. Uh, Mike Hall's Mike Cleats Week as well. Uh, Chris, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's good to be here and uh, to have some cleats on the table and to be joined by one of my all-time favorite people. All-time favorite people, the man, the myth, the legend, Avery Jones. Hello, people. Hi, Avery. Hi. How you doing? Get close to the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not used to show. sitting on this side. You know? Okay. <laughs> you know, you bring another Georgia person in, you move my whole seat. Uh, That's crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> the whole Georgia thing it came up in the Isn't locker great? room today. No, it's cool. not. It's no. wonderful. Right? I told you. You LSU, don't know what you do with yourself right now. Three touchdowns, LSU. <gasps> the hate is real. Yeah, wow. Is LSU never hated your on school? You. No. See, where's your school? Alabama. 
See? He oh, does, so you're just salty. A little bit. He doesn't know <laughs> a little salty, himself right Chris, now. Okay, a little salty. Where's now, refresh love? my memory. Did you guys ever cross paths at Georgia? Was there a year? Or yeah, no? we played two, two years. years. Two years. Okay, yeah, gotcha. We played two wow. years gotcha. together. I was just reminiscing about Chris's freshman, you know, the DBs tried to get at him. He held his ground. I was proud of him. Really? Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, you know, we had pretty good DBs. And I was over there on the side. I was like, yeah, get the freshman. Like, no, Chris didn't well, let that your combine performance, you probably just jumped and ran away from oh, Well, no, 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 I didn't no run running. away. There was no run running. Away. They tried to haze me. They tried to grab me, but I grabbed back. Okay. You know, I was, I'm a little bigger than the <laughs> typical okay, that, freshman receiver, so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Well, let's get right to it. The, the cleats on the table. My call is my cleats this week. They were unveiled yesterday, the unboxing ceremony of, of uh, the different causes for all the players. And, um, Chris, what do you got for us here? Uh, I have some wonderful blue cleats that you can have for the low price of the <laughs> highest bidder. Uh, proceeds going to the Ocean Conservancy organization. You know, they uh, – do a lot of work in legislation um, to basically protect our oceans and the life in them and the life on them um, and uh, basically keep them clean, keep them safe, preserve them for our children and uh, all the people in the ecosystems and communities that thrive off them. Pretty neat. I like that. Those are good-looking shoes, too. Good man. Yeah. Artists did a great job on those. Yeah. Do you, you know? do the beach pickups, too? Uh, you know, when I am on the beach and I see something, I pick it up. Um you know, I haven't done since I've been in Jacksonville. I haven't done a beach pickup since I've been in Jacksonville. I probably need to do one. Uh, but actually, you know, like where I'm at on the beach is actually not that bad. People are are pretty, you know, they want the beaches clean here. And they do a really good job of picking up after themselves on the beach here. All right. That's a great cause. We like that. Good stuff. Hey, uh, what are your, what's yours, Avery? Oh, uh, what do you got for us? Mine, these glorious things right here. Where's the camera? Let me try to get these. Right there? Okay. Right, right here. here. Yeah, yeah. So these glorious things right here, you see they have the military fatigue with the fighter jet mouths with mm -hmm. the numbers in the front. I'm a for, uh, firm supporter of Wounded Warrior. I've been that pretty much since we started the My Cause, My Cleats. Uh, both my parents are both in the Army, military. Uh, my dad so served over in Iraq. And then when he came back, he was like a, a airborne first ranger. So when he came back, he had jumped out of a plane, broke his foot, had some little troubles. You know, stuff they come back with, they really helped him with his getting his mental st uh, stability back and things like that. So big shout-out to the people down at the VA hospital in Dublin, Georgia. Uh, they're taking care of my mom now, now that she's retired. So they do a lot of things with the Wounded Warrior. I used to stay in the D.C. area, I used to really go see – how it really was, and I just want to give all the support back to the men and women that go out and sacrifice their limbs and their mental fortitude just for us to come out and wear these cleats to support them for a day. I mean, definitely think there should be a little bit more support besides just the players and what we do. But, I mean, whatever little we can do that reaches out to them, they see greatly, I'm glad for it. That was a little long-winded. No. <laughs> that was fun. Passionate, very passionate. Very bad. good answer. Not <laughs> Not every community initiative is built alike, I guess. But this one, to me, has been remarkable in the way it's taken off, the way it's had staying power. And for you guys, you really do put a lot of thought and heart, and I think most players do. This is a really cool one, isn't it? I mean, I guess cool may not be the right word, but most of these guys, when they do the cleats, it's something you guys truly care about. 
Yeah, I think the league did a good job because, I mean, guys were pretty much just wearing any type of cleat they wanted to, and they was putting fines with stuff. But, you know, some people got enough money for the fine. They really don't care. But, you know, nope. they kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, not on this table. I like how the league accepted it and said, okay, we're going to put a positive spin on it. Because right. I remember when Malik was here, every week he had a, That's right. he had yeah. a different cleat for a different foundation. He was always giving back. And he was just saying, like, well, you know, as long as I donate to somebody, I can wear the cleat. So if a guy wants to go out there and be fashionable and then do a good cause at the end of the day, I feel like it's a win-win for us and the league. Yeah, I think it's an, an letting players pick, you know, what they want to be involved in and things that are near and dear to their heart is one of the reasons why my cause and my cleats is so widely participated in and why it's so effective. Uh, and, I mean, it's just an awesome experience to walk out on the field and see just all these guys and the artwork and uh, actually ask them about what it is that they're passionate about and then just hear them go off about why that's so important to them. You know, you just saw that with Avery. Um, but there's a lot of uh, goodwill that's out on the field um, on this Sunday, and um, we're excited to be a part of it. Why is it so important to you, Chris? I know you're a surfer, you know, mm-hmm. but is, it, is, it, is there something beyond that that you are so passionate about this? Uh, I mean, just if you look at the percentage of the world that is affected by our oceans, whether it's their communities thriving off of uh, it for business, uh, for food, uh, cosmetics and medicine, um, and just like the the wildlife that we have that we know of and that's undiscovered uh, in the ocean, I've had my eyes open so many times on dives. Um, I like to scuba dive. My eyes have been opened so many times by the things that I could see down there that I could read about in a book, but seeing it with your your own eyes has just been giving me this this overwhelming sense of thankfulness and just you know being good stewards. I firmly believe that you know God wants us to be good stewards of the earth while we're on it. And, uh, you know, that's just one of the things that we can do that is going to highly affect the lives of our children, you know, while we're here. Good stuff. Um, Let's talk a little football now, fellas. What is the mood in the building this week? Four and eight record, four to go, quarterback change, all the the, the media and stuff around the team right now. Uh, What's the feeling in the locker room right now, Chris? Uh, You know, you can't let things become a circus. Um, If you want to go out there and – and practice and put in a game plan and give your best effort to go out and win a game. You can't let things become a circus. There's a lot going on in the building. There's a lot going on outside of the building that people are trying to bring in the building. Uh, and you got to just eliminate as best as you can those distractions and eliminate that noise and focus in on the task at hand. Um, you know, put in your game plans, study those game plans to a T, and get ready to go out there and execute with whoever it is. And Avery, you said in the locker room today, if you love the game, this is where you show it, right? Yeah, I mean, because every day, you know, you hear people say all the time, I'll play this game for free. That's just how much they love it. So, I mean, we have nothing to play for. You just got to go out there and just give your love to the game, mm-hmm. which is going to be shown to the fans, it's going to be shown to your teammates based upon how, you know, how hard you play. And then, you know, just listen to Chris talk. He said everything perfectly. And I think, you know, if you really need someone to play for besides the love of the game and your teammates, my thing is – we go and run. We live, uh, win all our last couple games, and we finish in eight and eight. And eight and eight, 
probably not to a lot of people, you know, on this team that first got here, you know, it's not the playoffs, it's not nothing. But someone that's been here for seven years and only got one winning record on his belt, I'll take an eight and eight. I'll take a nine on seven, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I can't get nine on seven, but I'll take an eight and eight, you know, just to show that we want to fight, that we don't want to give up, that just because we didn't meet our aspirations and our goals doesn't mean we're just going to come out here and just tank it, you know what I mean? Uh, we have a lot of guys that have a lot of pride. We have guys with families that have to go out there and play to make sure they still have a job. I mean, we all do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been bad whether it was a new coaching staff or the same. Whoever's here, you got to prove it to them that when times was tough, you was ready to rise up. And I think what some uh, observers sometimes uh, don't grasp, this isn't the NBA where there's 82 of these things. Mm -mm. You work all off season, and you never know going into a season if you're going to be injured or not. Every opportunity to play this game, you know, most players I've talked to over the years have said there's only so many of these chances you get. There's not that many opportunities. And every single day, whether it's at practice, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's in your meeting rooms or walking down the hallway, you are being evaluated, constantly being evaluated. Uh, you know, there's the people here that everybody knows. You don't, even know, you don't exactly know what they do, what their job title is. You don't exactly know why they're in the building, but you know that they're watching you. Uh, and, and those are the people who evaluate. They're personnel people, and they want to see, hey, does this person really love the game? Is this person locked in, or has this person checked out? And, um, you know, that's just the – they call the NFL not for long. They say that it stands for not for long because there are only a limited number of opportunities to strap on that helmet, to put on a jersey, and to go out there and play. And so each of these games is vital, uh, not only to uh, – your potential to continue your career but for your legacy as well who do you want to be remembered as what kind of player were you when tough times came did you fold or did you rise up and did you did you were you always a fierce competitor in any situation on the field final couple questions here for you guys um quarterback situation this week Gardner Minshew starting how's Nick doing I know you're close with him and what do you expect from Gardner this week first time back or back in a starting role uh, you know, first thing I would say is I expect Garner just to go out there and, and be himself. Uh, don't put – I'm telling him not to put too much pressure on himself. Uh, be yourself. Go out there, prepare. Uh, and with that pr preparation, have the confidence to go out there and play your game. Uh, Nick's doing all right. Uh, you know, you had a – you know, it's a rough rough situation to be in. And, and not necessarily uh, the decision to, to be moved around, but, you know, it's never fun to be booed off the field. Uh, it's never fun to be booed off the field. Uh, you know, people see your performance or what you do on the field. They don't see the hours of preparation. They don't see the things that your family go through, uh, the sacrifices that you make for the city. And when that's the reception that you get, it's tough. It's rough. Uh, and so whenever I talk to people about that, I just try to encourage them to, hey, let's be better. You know, let's just be better and let's not do that. If we're disappointed, let's be disappointed. But we can show it in different ways. Um, but, you know, he's he's – He's doing well, um, all things considered, and he's prepared to do whatever it takes to help this team succeed. Uh, you know, it's, I say this time and time again, he's a better man than me, uh, you know, the way that he handles stuff. Because, um, you know, there's, there's any number of ways that you can respond to it. But he's, he's choosing to be uh, the leader, and he's choosing to be consistent, and he's choosing to be there for his teammates and to try to help us get that win. Defensively, Avery, um you know, the, the four games left in this one this week against a, a guy who has beaten the Jags a lot over the years and Phillip Rivers, uh, here he comes again. And, you know, the numbers the last few weeks aren't great for him, but he's still Phillip Rivers, 16 years in the league. That's a lot of experience on the mm -hmm. other side of you guys this week. 
Yeah, I mean, he's just an old Wiley veteran. I mean, he's going to find a way to beat you. I mean, we played him over a couple of years, uh, you know, playing still the similar defense. So, I mean, he's going to go back in his old notebook and just check things off and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like for us, we're just going to have to come back, uh, come out defensively and we're going to have to make them one-dimensional. I mean, biggest thing, you know, it's no secret. We got to stop the run. They have two great running backs and two great wide receivers and a great quarterback. So, I mean – we got to find somewhere to win to help us out in a game where we can game plan to better for us to make plays. So, I mean, we're going to have to find a way to, you know, take someone out of the game, either wide receivers or running backs. Hopefully both. We're having a great day then. But, I mean, that's really going to come down to, you know, take one out, then we play chess game with him. Now, we'd be remiss, especially with these two. Yes. If we didn't give you a chance to ask Avery something, and mm. he is the we, co-host, yeah, you are the and co-host. You'll get your opportunity as well. Okay, Fear not, you, there will be a rebuttal. Oh, you already have a good question. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Right, Avery's so, up first. Uh, I don't know how many people know this, fans or whatnot, but oh, when gosh. Chris was in school, he was big into film. When you made like the Star Wars okay. and stuff like okay. that. Okay, I thought you were going to go in a different direction no, right no, no, there. No, no, no. That's kind of scared for a second. That's a locker room joke. I'm going to keep that silent. That's a locker room one. But Ruben, if you're watching, you know what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, you know, in college, Chris was big in the film, and I see you got your whole ocean thing. So I was wondering if you're going to make, like, a movie or a film about the ocean and, like, what's down there. You know, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. This is about time. um, I have, like, a a pattern. um, And every year I I try to do something. I either try to shoot something in the offseason or uh, the next offseason – I like to do like a, a job shadow or like a director shadow. And so this past off season, I did a shadow uh, for a week on Modern Family. Oh, and so this off season would show. be uh, the off season that I write and shoot something. And so I've been toying around with different ideas of things to shoot. And it has crossed my mind to do something involving the beach and involving the ocean. It's just, you know, that's just the production costs factoring some of that stuff in could be could be a little high uh but you know at this point i don't know i don't know i could um i could think of a couple of things but i haven't really quite had an idea that's really like that's made me go oh this is it this is it and so uh we'll see eventually eventually it'll be something having to do with the ocean and something having to do with the sea you could produce the defensive line dinner thing that you guys have done. Oh, yeah, year, that right? got shut down real quick. Oh, good. This is not happening. <laughs> it was good at first. Then, you know, Smoot told us it was too many bleeps and he couldn't use the video. So it was a little bit too natural. It happens. So, yeah. <laughs> now, what do you got for uh, Avery? Avery, oh, um, you know, I, I got I to gotta ask you a question. And, and it really has to do with that jacket that you're wearing right there. You know, as a 100% non-biased you know, media representative and reporter, I would love to know your thoughts on Georgia going into this weekend. You know, I, I have no no shoe in the game at all. I really don't care who wins. But who do you have in that game, and, and what kind of game do you think it's going to be? <clears throat> uh, well, first of all, Chris, I want to thank you. I just love how the media has questions about Georgia. They come to me, so you know, you know me. I love my school. We heard about that. You yeah, know, JP you know, loves it too. It, I mean, to go off the path a little bit, Chris. I just want to thank you for doing a great job and oh, you're getting here, and also Terry doing his job on the practice squad and staying with the squad, so we keep our numbers high. Yeah, because you know, usually SC championship comes by, and it's just me. Exactly, me <laughs> versus a gang of. Bama people. You know, I'm not going to mention other schools because, you know, (laughs) everyone in there talks trash, but it's always past three years been my school and SC Championship. So I'm just happy to celebrate with somebody. But that's where the game goes. I'm very confident in us. 
feel like we can run the ball. You know, we got a little wide receiver problem, but a little. Like I said, little is two guys. I mean, there's a lot of wide receivers on there, and I know this is where the great Chris Connolly came from, so mm. I'm not worried. Mm. Uh, mm. I seen LSU games, and I seen our defense, and you know, our defense is way better than Bama's defense. Um, so I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, we haven't given up 20 points probably like once or twice, maybe. Mm. I know it's one. Right. It's it's us and one other school. Correct. I think we gave them like what one rushing touchdown. Yeah, that year? was uh, the Bo Nix, the Auburn yeah. quarterback. Shout out to Bo yeah. Nix. You know, cool story. I know Bo Nick, uh, Bo's granddaddy was my high school coach. So shout out to Bo. Thank you for oh, that wow. dub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what I think, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think we're gonna win by like seven. You know, I feel like it's gonna be a good defensive matchup, and mm. then the Georgia muscles just gonna show the difference. We're gonna run over some people. We're gonna stop some plays, and we're gonna, you know, I guess take out this Heisman leading quarterback who lost his job to our backup. Who lost his job to our starter? So it all comes full circle. I mean, I'm just Man. glad that Georgia always has a plethora of quarterbacks to give out. We gave LSU a quarterback one time. That didn't work out. Was that mm. Manberger? Who mm. else we gave a quarterback? We gave Auburn. We a gave Auburn a quarterback. Right. Yeah, yep. they almost got a title. Man. So I mean, yep. hopefully it doesn't go that well for Ohio State, yep. and we, we just stay good. Ohio State a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Man, we just yeah. we just giving them out. Mm-hmm. And I always stand next to Jake, uh, Jake Fromm. You know where he's from? Warner Robins, Georgia. Oh, hometown. Mm. Warner Robins. Mm-hmm. And what will you be doing Saturday, JP? Apparently watching that. <laughs> I don't I, mean, I guess. <laughs> you know, who do you want to win? I mean, I guess you probably want LSU. I don't really – I don't have a dog in the hunt. I don't, I don't care. My school's yeah. not in it. I don't care. Yeah, it's like a weird – it's weird to not have him involved this year. Yeah. Oh, See? Man. Just, feel this right just this so I, I don't have to hear this anymore, LSU, three touchdowns. Mm. Oh. Wow. Oh, man. That's the a hate for Georgia for real. I never wow. understood why people are always so against us. And I'm not against you guys. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean I'm just saying. It's a good team. I, mean, I just, never heard this talk about LSU or Florida. I just don't anybody. think Georgia can score with LSU. I know your defense mm. is good. Yeah. I just don't think they can score like that. Well, I mean, that's why they're not going to score that much. Okay. We'll see. Mm. I mean, what, they won 23-20 versus who? Auburn? I don't know. We're going down a long <laughs> path here. I'm just saying. All I know is this road's getting long. What's the bet with Fournette this week? I currently don't have a bet with him yet. I got one with DJ. I got one with DJ. Uh, I'll talk to Leonard probably tomorrow and do that. But I'm always always down to rep my team. He bets at a high level, you know. I'm always down to rep my team. You (laughs) feel me? Even if we're having a down year, I always – I don't know. I've seen his bets this week, and they're not the same as Bama. He might be a little afraid. But you will not wear other teams' jerseys. I will not wear other teams' jerseys, no. That's where you draw the line. I mean, those schools missed their chance when I was coming out of high school. I didn't choose them, so I'm not going to put it on now. (laughs) Good reason. I will never put a guy in a Georgia jersey. I mean, I'll never disrespect my school like that. Wow. I like that. Wow. That is Man of principle, Avery Yeah, you know. We've had a lot of good guests this year, Chris, but – this so is another one, man. This is another guest, and you realize you can you feel that connection. Where he's from, <laughs> yeah. You realize yeah. where he's from. Only the best of the best. Best of the best. Georgia Bulldogs. God's country. Great uh, cleats, guys. We'll look forward to seeing those on the field this week. Um, so check them out. All the guys we wear them this week, and then they'll be later available for auction. Yep. Good stuff as always. Support the cause. Avery, always good to see you. Good stuff, man. Uh, Avery Jones, Chris Conley, well done. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, Chris Conley, John Osier, Avery Jones, I'm J.P. Shattuck. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.